news time right now, 818. You're tuned to WGNS, your good neighbor station, and Dr. Craig McCabe joins us on the air this morning. Dr. McCabe, how are you doing this morning? Hey, great, Scott. I hope you and everybody else uh, listening or not listening today is doing great and enjoying the uh, nice uh, weather that we have where it cools off a little bit in the evening and the mornings now. Uh, yeah, you know, it was so hot, though, yesterday. I went to that IndyCar race in Nashville yesterday, and I, I almost melted. I, I know for a fact I almost melted there. So, Scott, let me ask you. I, I saw the highlights of that. I don't think I've ever seen so many car accidents in an Indy race. Well, you know, it was full of tight turns, and the biggest straightaway, of course, was uh, right there over that uh, Veterans Bridge, Bridge, the Korean Memorial Veterans Bridge, and it was a pretty long straightaway, so after they hit, you know, 185, 200 over the bridge, right after that, they had a turn. So it, it was kind of kind of tight. Yeah, and that was on a downhill, too. It was. So I, I don't see why they didn't uh, make a little bit uh, better course for them. And then some of those corners, you couldn't have more than two cars at a time in or they would crash. Yeah, you know... I don't know if all those IndyCar races are that narrow on, on some of those uh, turns and stuff, but this one was definitely narrow, to say the least. But, man, there were a lot of people there. I, they estimated well over 140,000 were there. Yeah, and I think, uh, you know, I'm surprised they uh, they did well with the heat. Yeah, no kidding. I, I do wonder how many had to be transported by ambulance to a hospital because of heat-related problems because... It was just almost miserable hot out there. And then you factor into that, there were so many out there who were drinking throughout the day, that had to have made them even more sick and more dehydrated, I would guess. Yeah, a lot of people underestimate what dehydration, even in the short term, can do to your body and to your thinking and to your reflexes. And, uh, you know, sometimes when it's so hot out, and you're drinking, it's very hard to not get dehydrated. Yeah, it, it was uh, it was interesting and very hot. <laughs> I guess I'll just say that. It yeah. was interesting and hot, for sure. Yeah, I think, I think the course was a lot tighter than usual, and it was during the hottest weather. I don't quite understand why they decided to make it at this time of year and that type of course. You know, one cool thing about the whole race was that MTSU played a huge role in the safety of the race and making the concrete barriers and also making the concrete barriers not only on the course, but also on pit row. So that was kind of cool to have that local Murfreesboro tie to that race in Nashville. Yeah, and MTSU, um, and and many of your listeners may not know, uh, they're well known for their concrete a degree that uh, many students go through. Definitely so. That concrete uh, and construction management school has really expanded over the years for MTSU. And, you know, while we're on that subject of how hot it was over the weekend and during that race and all of that, what does things like the heat exhaustion from being out there all day, what does that do to your eyesight? Because that has to cause problems with eyesight as well because it's uh, impacting your brain. Well, yeah, I mean, like like I said, you get uh, confused, nausea, um, weakness, and uh, those are kind of the uh, hallmarks 
of heat stroke. And everybody's got to be careful of that in that type of situation. As far as your eyes go, you know, the dehydration doesn't affect your eyes immediately, but it'll give you a sunken eye appearance. So how do you tell if somebody is having heat stroke? Well, first of all, they're not sweating when it's so hot. They don't have the water to use for evaporation out of their body. The second thing is you ask them to stick out their tongue, and you look at their tongue, and their tongue is dry, and that's not normal either. Uh, but they also get this sunken eye appearance where they look, you know, kind of like they haven't slept for a while. And you, you just know they're not well. And the best thing you can do for them is get them to cool off and to hydrate with electrolytes uh, just uh, as much as they possibly can. And if it doesn't seem to get better, they need to go to the ER and they need to get hydrated through IV fluids. Definitely so. Again, we're talking with Dr. Craig McCabe this morning, local eye doctor, and his practice is at 122 Heritage Park Drive in Murfreesboro. Uh, Dr. McCabe, a little fun fact for you about the Indy race this weekend. Now, in Nashville, David Letterman was there. Vince Neal of Motley Crue was there. Mario Andretti was also in the crowd. Wow, you had really good seats. Well, I didn't sit close to any of them. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I, I just I remember rubbing elbows. <laughs> that's right. I was, yeah, hanging out with them all day. No, <laughs> but it, it was cool when they started announcing some of the fans who were in the audience there at the race. But uh, yeah, all three of them were in the race. A lot of Titans players were there as well, from what I from what I heard. Yeah, uh, it was Nashville's uh, first uh, open wheeled race, and uh, hopefully, it'll have uh, many more on a cooler date and a little bit better course. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that cooler date. That would be nice to to redo it all on a much cooler day. You know, another thing uh, that comes towards the end of summer is we start to, as we hit August and September, uh, we start to enter the fall allergy season. Uh, Right now, the the main pollens are uh, grass and weeds, but... uh, you know, you should take care of that with your eyes. You can do that easily with some over-the-counter eye drops. One I recommend that is most efficacious is called Pat-A-Day, and it's over-the-counter. And uh, if that doesn't seem to do the trick for you, then, uh, you know, come see us or go see your eye care professional because there's very good medicines that take care of allergies, whether it be your nose or your eyes although it's usually a combination of the both, but you can get good relief now. By the way, for those listening, if you have an eye-related question or even a skin-related question because you do skin care as well, uh, text it to us or call us at 615-893-1450. And we already have one question here. And this person on text says, I'm afraid I have macular degeneration due to my blurred vision. I know my mother had it at about my age or noticed it, started getting symptoms, I guess, at about my age. What should I do to verify if I have it or not? Well, um, most people don't think they have it until they go to an eye doctor and they tell them they have it. And there's certain uh, scans they can do with their machines. There's a typical appearance upon high magnification where they look in with their slit lamps. 
Uh, and that, that's because it's so common. It's a relatively easy diagnosis to make. There's two forms of it, the dry form and the wet form. The wet form is the worst of the two where people lose almost all of their central vision. And so you want to try to avoid that. You know, macular degeneration is one of the most common diseases of all diseases you could have anywhere on your body. It affects one out of ten people over 50, and one out of three, one out of three, 75 and older. So it's definitely a disease that is much more prominent as we get older. Now, what can you do? Well, it's always good to wear sunglasses uh, when you're young. That helps to block some of the UV light coming into your eye. It's uh, helpful once you start to get this diagnosis of early dry form macular degeneration. There's two things that have come out. One, of course, is the macular degeneration vitamins. Uh, I have what I think is the most complete form at our office called macular protection complete. And then the second thing that's come out in the last year, which has been shown to be just as effective in slowing down macular degeneration, is the Mediterranean diet, the second most popular diet in all the world. And people on either the vitamins or the diet, it has been shown to slow down the rate of progression of the dry form to the worse wet form by 25% or more. So now it's recommended that people with macular degeneration do both these things. Take the vitamins that are meant for age-related macular degeneration by the AREDS-2 study criteria, as well as try to start to get on that macular, or excuse me, that macular degeneration diet, which is the Mediterranean diet. And all you have to do for that is Google Mediterranean diet meal plans and start off, I tell my patients, with about three lunches a week. And I guarantee you'll find things that you like on there that won't be a problem. And then after you get used to that for a couple of weeks, add three dinners a week. And that's just a little less than half your meals. And you'll find that uh, not only Will it help to slow down this macular degeneration? Nothing prevents it, but it helps slow it down, but also your blood pressure and your cholesterol will get better. So it's a, it's a good thing for everyone to look up and see if they can't start following at least a few meals a week with that. Again, Dr. Craig McCabe, eye doctor, on the air with us this morning. You know, I, I always hit you with some interesting facts. You know, I, I enjoy reading things about numbers and percentages, finding out, what percentage of the population has this or that? But but listen to this. This was interesting to me. 1.02 million Americans who are currently blind in America. But here's the kicker. It says this number is predicted to more than double by year 2050 to 8.96 million Americans being blind due to increasing epidemics of diabetes and other chronic diseases and, of course, our rapidly aging U.S. population going hand-in-hand hand with all that. But because of diabetes and, I guess, the increasing number of those who are diagnosed with diabetes, we're going to have 8.96 million Americans blind by year 2050? That's crazy. That's, that's according to the CDC. 
Yeah, that's that's terrible. So, of course, we want to think, what can we do to avoid that? It's interesting. There's been several studies on diabetes in the eyes that have shown that if you can lose 20% of your body weight that you had when you were first diagnosed, that many people can get off of insulin or their other um, hypoglycemic medications. So, you know, one of the biggest factors there is weight loss. So if you can lose 20% that you had when you were diagnosed, you should, you know, you should try doing that because chances are you can get off your medications and greatly reduce your chance of having the major diabetic complications which are retinopathy with your eyes, because it affects the retina, neuropathy, where it gives the numbness and tingling to your feet, and nephropathy, which is where it damages the capillaries in the kidneys, such that you start to lose kidney function, you develop diabetic chronic renal insufficiency, and many people, unfortunately, have to go on dialysis for the rest of their lives. So a lot of these things can be avoided by that. So all these things you hear about, try to eat a decent diet, try to get some regular exercise, uh, they really become more and more important as our population ages. You know, learning about the increased number of those who are diagnosed with diabetes and potentially the increased number of those who are going to be blind by year 2050 i gotta wonder what's that going to do to our workforce you know 10 15 20 years down the road yeah you know that's another kind of shocking statistic is diabetes in kids is going up normally you think of diabetes in very young people as being the type one form which means they're born with uh out a sufficient number of those beta cells Uh, in the pancreas that secrete the insulin, and therefore they've got to use insulin. But now uh, a greater proportion of our children are significantly obese, and they'll develop type 2 diabetes, you know, in the childhood and teenage years. So, again, exercise, decent diet, um, it's really a great thing for you and your kids. Uh, that wraps right into our next text message question here. And by the way, you can text us or call us 615-893-1450. This person says, my daughter turned one on Saturday. Should I book an appointment with an eye doctor to get her eyes checked? And if so, what exactly will they do for a one-year-old to check her eyes? Wow, what a great question. And the answer is, if childhood eye diseases run in the family, absolutely, and probably should have got an eye exam earlier. So is there any age that's too early to have an eye exam? Well, no, absolutely not. Well, will they be able to sit up in that chair and read, you know, the eye chart? Of course not. But the eye doctor is looking for certain eye diseases. One of the most common is called amblyopia, which is where the two eyes are not looking at the exact same place. They may have a lazy eye. They can also have a type of amblyopia called refractive amblyopia, 
where they're both looking in the same direction, but one eye is not seeing where the other eye is because it may be significantly farsighted or nearsighted. So absolutely, if there's a history of amblyopia or lazy eye in the family, that child should get checked out. And other things that they look for are there are certain actually childhood tumors which can be a very, very, very serious problem that can develop in the eyes, things called retinoblastoma and other things. So if there's a history of any childhood eye diseases, absolutely get the child uh, checked out by an eye care professional. However, if there is no childhood eye diseases in the family and the eyes look straight, The pediatricians now that treat your children are excellent for checking these things. Many of them will have a little instrument that they can hold up to the face that the child can look into, and they'll tell if the eyes are not seeing correctly where one is more nearsighted or farsighted or has a lot of astigmatism compared to the other, or if one eye is kind of drifted in and out a small amount that you might miss. And so these eye tests that are automatic, done by a painless machine that the child uh, just looks into, can also help as well. And many children have experienced these vision screeners, both maybe at the pediatrician's office and in school. So now we're getting better at catching these childhood eye diseases earlier, but the kids aren't in school when they're one, two, three, four. So um, if something like that runs in the in the family, or you know, you don't see that they're picking little things off your floor, or off your carpet, they're missing, or they may not be looking straight. Something's in any way awkward. Uh, Mention it to your pediatrician. He will get you or she will get you the referral, or you can make the appointment yourself. But with children, time is vision, and it's best to get that checked out earlier rather than later if there's any suggestion of an eye problem. If there's not, then your child is probably one of the 99% of kids that go on without an eye problem but maybe need glasses when they start to hit school age. So yes, they should have an eye exam when they're five years old. Even if everything's normal in the family history and everything's normal with their developmental milestones. Again, Dr. Craig McCabe on air with us this morning, local eye doctor. And according to the Vision Health Initiative, nearly 3% of children younger than 18 years are blind or visually impaired or defined as having trouble seeing given when wearing glasses or contact lenses, which help to correct the problem. But again, nearly 3% of children younger than 18 are blind or visually impaired in the U.S. That's a big number. Uh, yes, it is. I'll tell you, it used to be a lot bigger. Um, like I said, the pediatricians have um, become much better trained and educated and know what to look for and now have certain equipment to help out with this. But like I've always said on your program, you know, you have to take a primary role 
in your own and in your family's health care. And so if you think anything is amiss, then you, you should get it checked out. Do you think we're going to see, or have we seen over the last year and a half, less diagnosis of eye problems in children who are teenagers because they were home for school, doing homeschool, or doing distant learning during the whole COVID process? Uh, do you think we're seeing less people, less kids being diagnosed with eye problems because they're not in the classroom? Yeah, and you're not um, implying that the classroom could somehow cause eye problems. It's that they're not being picked up by these vision screeners in kindergarten, first, second grade. So, you know, it is important as more kids stay home that you still don't miss your health maintenance checks, whether it's an annual visit to your pediatrician or anything else where you think something may not be right. And let me say, going to the urgent cares, the ERs, those are very important resources for acute, you know, significant, severe problems. But for all your health maintenance issues, and the general quality of care and making sure that you see all the right specialists, that is not handled by urgent care and ERs. Those you need to have an excellent primary care physician, whether it be a family practice or internist if you're older, a pediatrician if you're younger. Make sure that you're getting all of your basic health maintenance checks and lab work done. And, of course, today, the first full day of classes for Rutherford County school students. So we may hear a lot more about teenagers, students being diagnosed with eye problems after this first week of class. Who knows? Uh, but let's get to another text message here, unless you have something else to add to that. No, all I'll say is that uh, if your child does need some glasses or that, we do offer a full line of kids' eyewear that they enjoy wearing including the flexon-type frames that can be twisted and sat on and everything else that don't break. So uh, consider those things. Kids need that. Oh, one last thing. Don't forget how important sunglasses are. You know, lots of times kids don't get the UV protection on their skin and certainly not on their eyes. Now, we're doing better about putting suntan lotion when they go to the pool or the beach, but they need it every day outside. And uh, they will also appreciate, their eyes will appreciate uh, a pair of decent sunglasses to wear while there's so many bright, sunny hours out this summer and fall. Now, can you do prescription sunglasses as well? Oh, absolutely. Um, and a lot of the major uh, manufacturers, whether it be for the fancy sunglasses, you know, the kind that uh, everyone knows about, we can do prescriptions for those. We can, uh, you can have a regular pair of frames, and they can uh, have sunglasses put at them. Uh, we have night vision glasses as far as something to help you see better if you have trouble driving at night. So we have safety glasses. We have glasses to wear in the snow, glasses to wear for skiing. You name it, come by and see us, and we probably have it for you. It sounds like a, a Dr. Seuss book. Remember those 
We have green car, yellow car, red car, <laughs> but in this case, glasses of all kinds. Yeah, yeah, I still don't eat great green eggs, but I do <laughs> like ham. <laughs> but uh, we, we, we try to offer uh, a full line of what any patient may need for their eyes, no matter what their age is. Again, Dr. Craig McCabe, eye doctor here in Murfreesboro, on the air with us this morning. He is at 122 Heritage Park Drive. We have this text message here. It says, a friend of mine is having serious eyesight issues. At what point will he be able to apply for a disability because of serious eye issues? Oh, that's a, that's a great question. It may vary a little bit with your insurance provider, but typically in the state of Tennessee and the contiguous states around here, uh, you're considered legally blind, which is where you get max benefits, when the vision in your better eye with the best correction you could wear, as far as glasses go, is 2200 or worse, which is that big E typically on any eye chart. So that's what it means to be blind as far as poor vision goes, that your better eye with your glasses on is 2200 or worse, that big E. So you can see why it is so devastating for someone to be legally blind. The yeah. other definition to legally blind is not by vision. You can actually see 2020 and be legally blind. So Scott, do you know how that could happen? I, I don't. How, how could that happen? That happens when you have tunnel vision. So even though you can read that smallest line on the eye chart, you can't see very far away from that to the side. Huh. So that makes it where you're not safe to drive either, even if you can see the 2020 line. And this happens to people that have various diseases, genetic ones ranging from retinitis pigmentosa to probably the most common one, which is glaucoma, which is the sneak thief of sight and steals your side vision. So you may have that central vision left, but you don't have your side vision. And these people are constantly bumping into coffee tables, walking around their own home. So this is very difficult for them, too, and is also considered legally blind. And then if you go down from that, the 2200 on the eye chart, you have uh, visually disabled, which is from 2070 to 2200 vision. Okay. Now, so if you have good vision and you can see well and do all the things you need to do, you need to be thankful for that today. Now, I'm not real familiar with the disability process and how to file for all of that, but in the case of somebody who is blind, would they come to an eye doctor like you and, and say, well, I'm filling out my paperwork for disability and this section, it I don't know, does it require a doctor to fill this portion out? How, how does that usually work? Well, we're talking about the government. And if we're talking about the government, we're, tookin, we're talking about a form to fill out. And so they have their forms, this disability forms, and we fill those out. We send in your eye exam records, uh, which show what your visual acuity and what your visual field or how big your side vision is. And then they will uh, 
make the determination based on that. So if you are legally blind here in Tennessee, are there some type of eyewear that you can wear so that you could still drive even if you're considered legally blind? You cannot drive if you're legally blind. In the state of Tennessee, you have to be 2040 or better. If you're 2040 to 2070, so you're not visually disabled yet, but if you're in that 2050, 2060 range, uh, then you can have a form that's acquired at the DMV that will, uh, you'll bring it to your eye doctor and he'll fill out these uh, numbers that they want and then you can bring that back in and you may have certain restrictions on your license, but you can be able to drive with that. Again, Dr. Craig McCabe on the air with us. We're going to pause for a quick break. We're going to check the weather forecast as well, and then we'll be right back. Again, Dr. Craig McCabe, local eye doctor at 122 Heritage Park Drive in Murfreesboro. So for folks listening, if you have any questions you want to get to us, go ahead and text them right now at 615-893-1450. We will be right back right after this short break. On WGNS, your good neighbor station since 1947. Hi, this is Dan Mitchell at Music World and Drummers Den, Murfreesboro, Tennessee. If you're starting a home studio, you need to come to Music World and Drummers Den. We also have interface for home recording, podcasts, we have USB microphones, all the equipment you need for home recording or podcast. We are your local music store. You need to come see us. Music World and Drummer's Den, 2762 South Church Street, across from Indian Hills Golf Course. Hi, this is Peter Demas with Demas's Family Restaurants. Did you know that Demas's now can cater events? We can ship most of our pastas and we can deliver it to your door. If you're interested in our catering, you can go to demasesrestaurants.com and click on the menus on catering to see what options we have available for your next event. Demas's Family Restaurants. Go to demasesrestaurants.com. Demas's Family Restaurants on 1115 Northwest Broad Street. Scatter showers and thunderstorms are possible across the area for this afternoon, otherwise expecting partly sunny conditions and a high of 91. I'm meteorologist Nick Carlisle on News Radio WGNS. Right now it's 72. Precision Air knows you want the air inside your home as safe and clean as possible. Clean the air in your home with an affordable UV system. WGNS listeners get $50 off. 615-930-0088. A whole house air purifier. 615-930-0088. It's so important that we recognize our veterans, shake their hands and say how proud we are of the service that they have given to our country and that we thank them for that. I am Becky Bookner, and we salute our veterans. WGNS proudly salutes and remembers our U.S. veterans who have served our country. In this salute, we talk to a veteran who served in the Marines. Andrew Farr, Marine combat veteran. I was born in Nashville, grew up in uh, New Hampshire, uh, went to boarding school, went to college, and then uh, enlisted in the Marine Corps. Did four years, three combat tours, and then got out in 2008. A combat veteran is not an easy job. No, it wasn't when I was in. And not you, for the Vietnam vets, uh, not for Korea, World right. War One, World War Two. Those guys had it rough, and I, I did have it rough, but not as not as bad as those guys. Well, that's that's true, and I think it's because society as a whole is becoming more aware of what we're asking yes. of our military personnel. 
you said you did three tours. It, that was uncommon. In Back Vietnam. then. Vietnam, you did one tour, two tours. That was it. But now we have guys doing three, five, six. six. seven. I've known a guy who did eight tours. Uh, we did the Democratic vote in 05 okay. in Iraq. We were a part of that. 2006, eh, not so much humanitarian. Mm-hmm. Uh, 2007, definitely humanitarian. We actually helped out Bangladesh in 07 when they had that micro-tornado. We gave them food and water and, and uh, helped them uh, recover bodies from the mess. I think that our foreign policy in particular is asking a lot of the men and women yes, sir. of this country. I agree. Andrew Farr, Marine combat veteran. I'm Stephen Reynolds, the man in the middle. This has been a salute to veterans on WGNS Radio. Restoration One of Middle Tennessee. A team of experts and immediate responders who help homeowners after disaster strikes. After disaster strikes. Fire, water, or storm damage. We can help you get your life back to normal quickly. Restoration One Middle Tennessee.com. Locally and veteran owned. The Action Line on FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSRadio.com. We're Rutherford County's place to talk. News time right now, 8.51. Dr. Craig McCabe now in studio with us right here at WGNS. Uh, you sounded like you were at a fire just a second ago. When you were on the phone with us, heard all these fire trucks go by. Yeah, they did. They're so dramatic, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, they came right down the road, right outside of the radio station here. So, you know, it was interesting because we were talking a little bit about the impact on America with vision loss, what it does to the workforce, and I found this number here. It says the annual economic impact of major vision problems among the adult population, 40 plus, cost Americans more than $145 billion annually. That's crazy. You know, um, I'll give you a question here. Pop quiz Monday morning. What is the most common cause of vision loss in people of working age? Would it be diabetes? Absolutely. Number one and number two is a ways away. So diabetes. And that's preventable to that, some extent. That, that's, that's right. Um, there's actually, I, I don't know how it is with feet and kidneys, but with the eyes, when you have early uh, diabetic retinopathy, uh, it's reversible hmm. by lowering your weight, getting on the right diet, getting on the right medications, all those kind of things. Um, and your A1C, everybody should know their A1C that's a diabetic. Probably half of all the patients, maybe more, that come into my office for the first time for a diabetic eye exam, they, they have no clue what an A1C number is. And you know that little uh, finger skin prick that you get with your glucometer, your glucose meter, and it tells what your serum glucose is. That tells the number of the sugar in your blood, that concentration over the last three seconds. The A1C is the, blo- the blood draw that your doctor does out of your arm, and it tells your average sugar in your blood for the last three months. So that's what everybody goes by as far as how well you're doing. And your A1C, when you're less than 60, should be less than 6.5. So um, please, uh, if your number's higher than that, make sure you know your number. It's actually tied to your lifespan. Wow. Oh. Several studies have shown that A1C is related to lifespan. So um, you want to keep that down. It has so many long-lasting effects. You know, the, the thing about it is diabetes has a honeymoon period. It can be 10, 15 years where wow. people have diabetes. They don't know it. 
or maybe they got diagnosed to their doctor from a annual physical uh, good job for your doctors for doing that because now they're finding problems in their earliest phase and you don't have any problems with your feet kidneys or eyes but it's coming if you don't keep your a1c down so uh, you go through this period where you think oh i'm fine yeah my a1c may be up but it's not affecting me i really don't know the difference but your body <laughs> just like your honeymoon right you can put up with a lot of things but eventually it catches up and those problems uh, will come to fester and to notice so uh, do what you can to keep your a1c uh, 6.5 or less uh, help others with it <clears throat> and I'll, I'll tell you a quick thing that I tell all my patients for the first time when I see them they have diabetes they're having trouble controlling their sugar number one is Go see a nutritionist. Your insurance pays for it. They can do wonders to help get your sugar down. Uh, the second thing is, my, what I tell them, just my quick and easy thing is, don't eat anything white. Don't eat anything white. So this could be white bread, and that could be a hot dog bun, a hamburger bun, a roll, a biscuit, you name it. You know, a sub sandwich, any of those kind of things. Now you can have the whole wheat version, which is much healthier and better and less carbohydrates. Same thing goes with pasta, pizza crust, and dairy. So there are great alternatives. You know, every, you know, it's not delivery, it's DiGiorno or something, right? They've got pizza crust that's whole wheat. You know, the, the pizza places you may go around here either have whole wheat or they may have cauliflower which is actually pretty good, even though it sounds crazy. It's actually pretty good. So there's all these alternatives. And pasta, same thing. Don't have any white pasta. Have a whole wheat or whatever. So you can still eat what you want to eat, but you're eating a lot healthier, and it'll show up on your A1C being lower. Now, even if somebody is thin, they could still have diabetes. Absolutely, absolutely. Same thing with uh, high cholesterol, high blood pressure. There are certain genetic parameters that can also play into this. And those are the more difficult ones to treat, typically. How early does someone have to, I guess, have diabetes detected in order for them to lead that full life and, and not become blind or have the, all those other problems associated with diabetes? Well, as soon as you get it detected, go see a nutritionist. Get on a diet plan. Take the right medications. I'll tell you another thing. Build up your muscle. Muscle burns 12 times the calories that fat does when you're sleeping. Hmm. So you can burn a lot more calories when you're sleeping, which is seven, eight hours a day, right? So um, what I tell people is that if they can't go to the club, if they can't work out, whatever it is, go to one of the box stores and buy some uh, wrist and ankle weights. Start off with the low weight and wear them all day, every day. That'd be great. Just, just wear it. You're just walking around. You're not doing anything. You're not exercising. And then once you're comfortable with that, then go buy another pair that's uh, heavier and build up your muscles. And it's an easy thing for you to do. And you'll notice it by the end of the day just like you do when you're building muscle at the gym. But um, this is an easy way to slowly do it for people that aren't used to working out. Dr. Craig McCabe with us this morning. It's already 8.58. We only have like a minute and a half left. So as we close this morning, are, are there any big pressing issues that you're seeing more cases of right now? 
Uh, gosh, you know, I've seen some where people have almost completely lost their vision in their left eye, their right eye dominant, and they don't know it. So on this show, every once in a while, I say, okay, people that aren't driving or operating heavy machinery, with your glasses on, cover up your right eye, look in the distance, cover up your left eye, look in the distance. They should be about the same. Do that every once in a while. Check your vision. And if something changes, you know, come see us or come see your eye doctor and get it taken care of in the early phase, not the late phase. So these are little things you can do at home just to kind of see if, you know, <coughs> hey, I may have a problem that's going to lead to something else if I don't get it taken care of. Absolutely. And then lastly, I'd say uh, you may not know, but we have a full line of cosmetic facial skin uh, care, whether it be anything from the cosmeceutical products to lasers and uh, intense pulse light, uh, the fillers, Botox, cosmetic uh, chemical peels. Uh, we have it all, and we have the best prices, I believe, in town. So give us a call if you're interested in, in any of those things to make you look more refreshed and uh, more energetic. Dr. Craig McCabe with us on WGNS Murphy's Bro this morning. Uh, we have about 15 seconds left, so as we close this last 15 seconds, do carrots really make your eyes better? Well, let me put it to you this way. Have you ever seen a bunny rabbit wearing glasses? No. There you go. There you have it. Well, thank you for joining us this morning. Mm -hmm. We'll see you next month, the second Monday of the month. Thanks, everybody, for texting in. Time right now, 9 o'clock. Local news is next on WGNS, followed by a check on news around the world with CBS.